0: Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Olmwake, Exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Olmwake.
1: And what a beautiful day it is. I'm Maui, my co-host Jim Jacobson. We're welcoming today two very delightful people. Masters at the Art of Relationship, John and Natalie Tyler.
0: We are so blessed to have them. They've been on this program several times before, and every time we get emails and, and calls from folks saying how much they enjoy what you guys do. You are uh, truly, as Mary said, masters of relationships. How long have you guys been married?
2: 22 years.
0: 22 years. Yes. And and that's, and that's that, I guess, credentials you to do this workshop as much as anything else, but beyond the fact that you are Psychologists yes. And, and, and uh, marriage and relationship counselors. You are doing a workshop on April 28th, and it's Relationship as a Spiritual Path. Um, what are some of the things that you do in this workshop?
2: Well, there will be love songs and love poems and lots of fun and laughter. And we'll also talk about the two most important ingredients in a conscious relationship, and those are safety and passion. And you need them both. For people to stay together in a healthy relationship and just to feel safe isn't enough. Or for people to stay together in a healthy relationship and to feel passionately in love isn't enough. People need to feel both safety and passion. If there's no criticism and no complaints and no um, arguments for change and if there's no addictions and people have a commitment to stay together and work through things no matter what,
3: then they will both feel safe.
2: Well, let's, let's
0: parse those words out, safety yes. and passion, because okay. the way you use them is, is sort of unique.
3: It is. Well, safety means that each person in the relationship feels safe to be themselves, to express whatever they're feeling at the See. moment, to let their partner know if they're upset about something their partner has done in a way that is constructive. Mm-hmm. And the safety comes from the fact that you learn how to express all of this in a, a positive and supportive way to your partner because the whole idea of relationship is connection. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to stay connected through the the tough times. And so the techniques that we teach are designed to maintain that connection even though you're going through a bump in the road where you have to maybe disagree with each other a little or Be upset with each other a little, but you still know how to maintain that connection. And that creates that sense of solidarity, which leads to the safety. Okay, that's the safety. Now let's talk about passion. Ah, the passion.
2: Well, when people give each other regular caring behaviors and when they give each other surprises and sometimes even high-energy fun, it's hard not to have romance. It's very romantic. John and I give each other a list of caring behaviors we want, and I put mine on the side of my bed, and much to my surprise, his are on his dresser mirror. Yeah. And every day we give each other. Do you least like keep adding to these? Oh, Is that yes. One? Okay. Oh yeah. So you like
0: go and anytime you have a have a have a desire for passion, you write it down on the list. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what are some of yours, Natalie?
2: Some of mine are bringing me breakfast in bed yeah. and spending an evening reading poetry allowed to each other yeah and,
3: and john's and mine are things like let's have a nice quiet evening reading together <laughs> yeah um let's take no talking w- no, no talking <laughs> and uh maybe a nice walk out in nature uh-huh. or at the beach uh-huh. uh anything that feeds my soul
0: so when it, so whenever so, these ideas pop in your head you just go and instead of sharing it
3: directly you just go write it down on the list that's yeah, so, so cool just write it down on the list and also the
2: surprises
3: Well, the surprises are are the most fun of all, I think.
2: Well, once I went to my car after I came out of having my hair cut, and I found a note on my car, and it said, Beautiful woman, I'd like to get to know you better. (laughs) (laughs) And it said, Please call me. At the time, he had a new cell phone, a new number. I did not know <laughs> that was his number. And so when I called him and he said,
0: oh. oh you oh, did call. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, wow,
2: wow. <laughs> that could have started another dialogue. <laughs> I, I called because I, I wanted to know if that was some friend just playing a joke All on right, me. Okay. <laughs> and then I found out that this man likes to give surprises. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every now and then he comes in with flowers. It's not every time. Whenever he goes shopping, it's every now and then.
0: Because yeah. otherwise it becomes predictable. Right. And then it's not exactly. a surprise. Right, yeah. exactly. But the nice and
3: thing, I'd like to say a little more about that caring behaviors yeah. list, because as, as a man, you know, we like to do things right. If we can't do it right, we tend not to do it at all. For sure. And the hardest thing, I think, for men in relationships is to, is to do these caring behaviors uh, and not be sure if they're going to work or not. So having a list. Natalie makes her list. Of carrying behaviors that she wants and gives it to me. So I've got a foolproof list. This is idiot proof. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is pick one of those things and go out and do it, and I know I've got a hit. And for me, that makes it really easy to do it. And
0: it also, I guess, is kind of cool because then when something comes into your mind, Instead of requesting it right there and, and sort of expecting instant gratification, you mm-hmm. can put it down. And then when you do get it, it's,
3: it's like Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like putting things down to your Christmas mm-hmm. yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it has an element of surprise to it. And
2: yeah. then the other thing we do is high-energy fun. We teach couples that it's important to have high-energy fun together. high-energy fun is anything that you can't do wrong. There's not a winner or a loser. It's something that ends with both people laughing or saying, wow. Mm-hmm. Like we snorkel together, and we hold each other's mm-hmm. hands, and we—it's a very deeply spiritual experience for me. We point out the fish, and we're quiet under <laughs> the water all that time. That's it's really hard. Cool. It's hard not to be quiet. Yeah, the you water. can't talk too much unless you have a blackboard with you. You can write. <laughs> high energy fun is important. Some couples work so hard they don't have fun. They just had fun in the beginning. Yeah. That's how they got together, yeah. and then they yeah. forget. You need to have fun the rest of your life.
0: I have a friend of mine who does date night once a week with his oh, wife. That's a
3: great yeah. idea. Yeah.
0: And they cool. go; out, they have kids, yeah. and they yeah. just go out, and they just go on a date.
3: You, well, you make a very important point. Now, people are very busy these days, especially people with children. And you need to make appointments. Just the way you make an appointment for the doctor or the dentist mm-hmm. or anything that you know you have to be there, you make an appointment with each other, and you keep that appointment. Mm-hmm. Well, for um, uh, for, I guess,
2: about 20 years... We had a group every night of the week, and we had the couples group on Thursdays. And to this day, some of those couples still keep Thursdays as their date night. Mm -hmm. They graduated from doing the work with us. I was going to
0: say, so not going to couples therapy is not the date night. No, 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 but you can –
2: well, some of them did have fun afterwards. They went out having fun right after the couples, but now that they still – they still recognize that night and make that night sacred.
3: They dedicate that night to their relationship.
2: How
1: wonderful. Wow. just (laughs) It's just super. But, you know, some of the things that you're talking about are so great for relationships that are intimate, but aren't they great for your friendships, too? Yes, it's so
2: important for friendships not to criticize, to talk straight, to ask for what you want without a criticism, Mm -hmm. and to be there with each other and to communicate with each other and to remember to have fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And our staff, too, learning to uh, have fun and ask for what you want. Yeah, exactly. And learning uh, right now as we're here, Krista Morph and this f- beautiful group of people mm. are doing a two-day uh, pa- um, compassionate communication workshop for people working with trauma people and oh. people that really go through deep tough times and how to be fully present to them and these are all things we can learn and i just having krista walk in just reminded us we Mm -hmm. were having a big uh, staff meeting uh, three of us getting together how important it is to learn to ask for what you want and and not criticize but make a request i think
3: think that's key Um, make a request nobody teaches us how to have a relationship we, we learn by watching our parents, however good that was. Or, mm. or, her or, 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 the, or however bad that or was. Or the yeah. movies, however crazy and imaginative that is. But yeah. what it what, 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 we're, what we're telling people is you can learn how to create the relationship of your dreams. There are ways that you can make this happen. And, and, that's, what this and that's what you're doing on April this 28th. workshop on April 28th. One of the
0: cool things that, that that you guys have are these tools, and, and one of them mm. is this little blue card. Tell us about
3: that. A little blue card.
2: Well, you know, we don't believe in criticizing and we tell couples in a conscious relationship there is no criticism so that if they'll do the daily temperature reading every day and we'll show you how it works then there doesn't have to be criticism except the one time on this card there are five points on this card and we give these to couples and we practice what I preach and the name of this card is it's called the daily temperature reading Mm
0: -hmm. so you want to show us how it works yes
2: will you do a daily temperature reading with me yes
3: I'd be glad to
2: I appreciate how vis- I appreciate how visual you are, how you have opened your eyes since we've moved to a new house, and we're getting the colors, all kinds of interesting ways. how you s- discover something, and you say something, and I thought, "Wow, this is my husband. This is a man mm-hmm. who's also interested in how these colors mm-hmm. go together. I really appreciate how creative you are. Thank you.: New information. New information is that I, I str- feel strongly about those shades for the windows that are made out of bamboo and natural materials because I don't want to have unnatural materials. I want it to be uh, environmentally sound
3: house. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Question. What do I want to know? I want to know if after this, when we're through on the radio, that we could just go to the beach and relax. Gee, that sounds like a wonderful (laughs) idea. That's an easy one.
3: I can say yes to that.
2: Observation with request for change. Now, you you guys see this is not criticism. It's an observation with request for change. I notice in the morning when we get up, you start talking about all we have to do. And then you tell me you don't feel well, that you didn't think that. Um, semi-retirement would be so busy. (laughs) 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 And uh, what I would, uh, what I'm requesting is that we meditate and we turn on some meditation music and we start the day with meditation and then we look forward to all the wonderful things we're doing.
3: That's a great idea. Yes, I'll agree to that.
2: No question. Oh, great. And my dream is that so many couples will come to this workshop and turn around their lives and just feel so excited and happy with each other
3: mm, I cool. that. so these
0: are the five steps of yes. the temperature reading Yes. yes. that's, that's and, awesome and we,
3: we encourage couples to do this every day and that way you stay current things don't get a chance to build up and there's an opportunity in those five areas to express everything that most couples need to express to stay connected with each other
0: we got to take a break and, and hear from the sponsors who make Conversations with Friends possible. But when we come back, more with John and Natalie Tyler and this wonderful workshop that they're doing on April 28th.
1: And then we'll be talking with Barbara Marks Hubbard, one of our favorite futurists. She'll be calling in from Santa Barbara. She's, She's on her way. She and the,
0: incredible. Station. Her
1: new book is Emergence, The Shift from Ego to Essence. She's just one of the great heart and brilliant brilliant thinkers on the planet there's not Incredible. anything that's coming She's a futurist she is a profound mm. futurist and an awakened being and we'll be talking with her and john and Nellie are welcome to stay and talk with her because we'll be starting home circles on her book uh april 29th coming up the day after your workshop and those go on for six weeks if any of you are interested in uh, getting together with like-minded people and communities around the island of maui uh, call Unity Church of Maui. Come on Sunday. The books are for sale. So we will hear from our sponsors now.
0: <laughs> Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a transdenominational denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327.
4: There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over two billion dollars in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99 percent loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874 8800. That's 874 8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now
0: back to Conversations with Friends. They're speaking with John and Natalie Tyler about a play shop. I love the term that they are doing at Unity on April 28th relationship as a spiritual path
1: mm-hmm. and it's a fun deep profound thing and uh, people that have taken it then this is an all-new one yes but we people are calling and signing up so they have history with you so uh, let's make sure everybody knows this is a brand new I uh, just going beyond more joy and we're just delighted and thankful for doing it
2: yes we're doing a lot of new things this time one of the things we're teaching couples is about flashcards. so when couples get into an argument And sometimes they start yelling, and they they don't even remember what they started arguing about. Mm -hmm. They get into a whole different place. So we invite them to have flashcards and to hold them up for the other one to see. Instead of just staying in the argument, a person could hold up a flashcard that says, we need a new perspective. I'd like to take a break and get some clear inner direction So in the middle
0: of an argument, you're supposed to go grab your
2: flashcards? Yes. Yes, hmm. you know if, if most of the arguments are in the kitchen, you better keep them in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> and it, and can if, you, can I get a set for different places <laughs> in the yes. house? Yeah, oh, yes, that's a great idea. but no. <laughs> I won't give you a set for the bedroom. Okay, because yeah. if you start an argument in the bedroom, you just take your wife's hand and you just go out in the other room. The bedroom is a sacred place. It's for love and reading. And just connecting with
0: How each about other. the master bathroom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> While you're in the shower. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you need waterproof cards.
3: Yeah, waterproof. Well, yeah. I just want to read a couple more yeah. cards.
2: I know I'm sounding angry, but I'm feeling extremely threatened. Another one oh, is... Oh, wow.
0: Just say that one again.
2: I know I'm sounding angry, but I'm feeling extremely threatened. That's powerful.
1: Oh, boy, that's so great because we learn that in Compassion Communication that there's always something under the anger. Yes, always. And it's almost always fear or sadness. Usually or it's scare. Really yeah. mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. And so you get... Mm-hmm. And, boy, and then it gets worse. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read a couple more. I know I've hurt you. What can I do that would get a help to get us close again? Oh, Wow. Right now, I don't need a, next, a lecture. I need your love. Mm. I'm just going to read one more. I know you're feeling nagged, but please stay. I need to be in the same room with you. It makes a difference. You can hear the yelling and the, and the arguing, and then all of a sudden, one of them remembers about the cards and holds up the flashcards. And after that, everything stops and cools down. Mm. One of the things we teach couples is it's not okay for both of you to go crazy at the same time. (laughs) So if one person is just acting out in craziness, something maybe he or she learned from her family or his family, the other one can stay sane. Because one person is screaming or or, or complaining doesn't mean you have to get right into it.
3: And the one who stays sane is the one who uses one of these techniques that we teach to pull the other one back into the connected space Mm. where they can actually start to resolve whatever is going on between Mm. them.
1: Do you guys have any kind of timeline? Like I I know when I've been in it with somebody and I remember someone taught me and I think it was uh, I think it was. Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you can't resolve it in 20 minutes, agree to have a timeout. <laughs> right. But you will come back to it in right. a day. But well, he said any time you go longer in that than that, then the right. energy. Have you're you found that to be same t- same yes. yes. What yeah. we
2: do is if one of us is angry, we teach couples, if one of you is angry, you, you have no right to just lash out at the other person. Yeah. You say, may I give you a haircut? Let's just do yeah. it.
3: We use that term haircut. That lets the other person know that you're upset with them about something.
2: You're going to get a buzz, John. So you always ask. And
3: it's it's always done with permission. So Natalie's asking me if she can give me the haircut. And you can say no. And I could say no, but I would need to tell her... I'll be available in 10 minutes or as soon as possible to take it. Okay, It's not like you
0: can't permanently defer it. I can't it. blow
3: her off because <laughs> then that just keeps her angry, and I don't want that either. But
1: sometimes when you're feeling really vulnerable, it's not the time. Exactly. And you need to ha- I think it's so important, you said yeah. about right. safety. Right. Is if I it. can't say time out here, I've gone mm-hmm. to the edge of where I'm comfortable. Right. And that, and that mm-hmm. should be enough.
0: That is so We powerful. had
1: that with somebody saying, I really need my space and the one person couldn't back up and I said, well, right. I would just get up and leave then. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, once you've right. asked and asked. Right. I wouldn't but what happened was the person turned and lashed out. Mm-hmm. I said, no, maybe a better way would just if they can't hear you now, maybe just right. maybe just right. walk out if 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 they can't hear the request. Well, no. an example
2: is if I say, may I give you a haircut, mm-hmm. he doesn't just say yes.
3: I say, for how long?
2: Oh, that's <laughs> – Okay. This, is my, fa- this is my favorite part about no, yeah, this. I want to know what's coming. Oh, good. Okay. I like because that. Because he knows I if I say three minutes – well, anybody can hear anything yeah. for three minutes. I can sit there for three minutes. But if I say 20 minutes, he would say no. Yeah. He would never – as a matter of fact, his limit is three minutes. <laughs> And I find that if I'm talking more than three minutes, I'm just repeating myself. Amen. I'm just saying the same thing (laughs) over and over and over. Right. So what is Do you point? think
1: women do that more than men? I
2: do. <laughs> yeah. well I think we're more vocal.
3: I, I do, too. I would agree <laughs> with that. I, I think, I think the, the root of it is that you want to be heard yeah. if you're upset. Yeah, and, yeah. and if your partner's not, th- this means I'm going to pay attention to Natalie yeah. for three minutes. She's yeah. going to have my undivided attention. I'm not going to say a word. She gets to talk uninterruptedly for three minutes. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And that helps her to really vent and get rid of the intensity. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see, let's so see this. this. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with three minutes. Three minutes. Actually,
0: this is radio. Can we do this in, like, one or two minutes? Yeah, let's do it quick.
3: Um,
2: I'm uh, feeling a little angry because you measured all the windows before we left the house, and we knew we were coming here, and that's one of the uh, times that I think it would be good to meditate instead of measuring windows. So then I waited patiently while you measured windows, and then when we were almost here, you said, oh, I think we're late. (laughs) Now, listen to what comes next. This is good.
3: Okay, so how do I get out of the doghouse?
2: You get out of the doghouse by meditating instead of measuring windows from now on in the mornings before we go anywhere.
3: Absolutely. I agree to that. Okay. Now,
2: can I just ask,
1: I hear, how did the haircut and the doghouse get put together? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like two metaphors you're going. I get. So where did, where did May I Give You a haircut come from? There must be an interesting story. I've never heard that. When you... Used yes, that before?
2: It's, it's well, you know. I think where it came from is when we first got together. I had really long hair, okay, and you had long curly hair yeah. w- in your hippie days. <laughs> I did, I did. And so we thought that would be the worst thing you could do. Oh, to okay, get some some all right. yeah, We wanted all right. to
3: pick something that was non-threatening okay. and yet it, it expressed the idea of okay, I need to talk to you about something that's that's about you, and so I'm going to just buzz the top of your head right off.
2: And then about okay. the doghouse, because you're mad at somebody there mm-hmm. in the doghouse. And so we had some friends over one night, and we have a, had a little um, shack, a little, um, what do you call those things? The a little Star shed, a storage shed. And uh, our friend said, is that where John goes when you put him in the doghouse? So we thought, what a great idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Well,
1: well, I remember my uh, girlfriend really had a temper and... Uh, she could hold on to things. Mm. I mean, she could hold on to things. And, and they, she went to therapy with her husband. And the therapist said to her, you know, you put your husband in the room about three years ago. When do you let him out? You know, you put him in uh-huh. time right. out. Yeah. When do you let him out? Right. And she said that just shocked her because she said she would have never left one of her kids in the room for like two years. Uh-huh. She left her husband uh-huh. there. You know, she just cut him off and put him out. And uh-huh. so that's, I love your time yes. limits. Yes. I think, and, and the shortness and the movement of energy. Good There's for you. There's the safety.
3: I feel yeah. safe when I can know that I'm only going to need to hear this for three minutes, and I'm also going to get out of the doghouse. And that creates the safety for me to stay in the room with Natalie and hear this. and She can feel heard.
1: Now, has there ever been a request where she's angry, she, and you say, mm-hmm. no, I really feel it's important to measure those windows. That, right. Was, right. that was more important to me. That, I mean, then what happens? You say, can I give you a haircut? No, was, no. She no. gets to
3: pick another doghouse release.
2: If oh. he wants to keep measuring windows, oh. <laughs> every day, then he has to say, "What else can I do to yep. get out of the dog?" Oh, now? okay, right. all right. And so I would. I so he
1: would doesn't have
0: to concede the point. No, no, no.
5: no.
0: Okay. And then, I think uh, that's important because absolutely. some people
1: think <laughs> I made the request. And I, I see this when working with staff a lot is I made a request and if I say no, they say you didn't hear me. I <laughs> said, No, I heard you. And mm-hmm. I and oh. I did examine up. it and, and it's a no. And right. then they then they you didn't hear me and I say, Well that's not a request, that's a demand.
2: Right. When oh, okay. you when you can't hear a
1: no, that's a demand.
2: But exactly. if you repeat different. what they say, they'll mm-hmm. know you heard them. We teach couples to repeat what mm-hmm. each other say.
3: No, but I just think as people are learning, they
1: often think yeah. the request has to be a yes. Just oh. it's, yeah. it's part of the
3: learning you know, that you no
1: know, c- is a part of a relationship you,
3: you can't give a meaningful yes unless you have the right to say no I, I love that that's the bottom line. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Let's, let's play this let's play this again as we're okay. doing this little All scenario on right. the moment So if you said if you thought that's you were d- totally no, fine with I'm with mm-hmm. measuring windows because you have to go to the store to pick up the windows and you're right. in town right take it from there.
3: okay so no I' I'm not, I'm not willing to do that because uh, measuring the windows is really important and it's actually for both of us so can you come up with another doghouse release for me?
2: Yes, will you please um, take me out to dinner at Roy's in the next few days and give me a full body massage? I but think not at Roy's.
3: <laughs> no, not at Roy's. I'll take you out to dinner at Roy's, and then after dinner, I'll take you home and give you a full body massage.
1: Woo! Well, it makes me want to get married. <laughs>
3: I like the chocolate
0: souffle. I wanted
1: to work that in, but I don't know how to do that. I might take that home. (laughs) We're talking with John and Nellie Tyler, who really have great ways to keep relationships juicy and growing and help you through the bumps. Because the idea that two dynamic, beautiful souls could come together, not energies, not hit flaps. I just love the fact that you've got some tools yeah. and that you keep it current. Isn't that the key? That's By doing the daily temperature, it's current. Yeah, so change. many times, you know, we go in and it's they've been holding on to it for a month. And it's right. just, oh, and and then it's really hard to get at it. I love this. Yeah. So what else will people
2: learn there? We're going to teach about the stages, the necessary predictable stages in a relationship. Mm-hmm. The first stage is when people meet, and that is the the romantic honeymoon delusional idiotic stage so that's the stage when oh this is the perfect person and that person thinks i'm the perfect person because i'm not telling them all and so you put your best foot forward and you don't let them know about your childhood wounds or what's happened before that there's another relationship you just ended or haven't ended and it's just the perfect relationship and people can only stay in it so long. Pretty soon, you have to get real and you have to get authentic. And then comes the power struggle stage. The power struggle stage is when they individuate, just like they had to individuate from their parents at a certain time in their teenage years. <laughs> so we, we individuate from each other, and we get real, and we say what we really want. During that stage, some people break up because they don't know that's just a stage. And the real love comes next. So they break up or they stay and fight the rest of their lives. They think this is what marriages are. Or they just stay and they fight and they bicker. Or they stay together but they withdraw from each other. And there's no romance or passion in their relationship. And some people come to us. And they come to our workshop. And they decide they want to get through with the power struggle stage. So they go through the spiritual learning and transformation stage where you learn more about relationships and each other and how the world works. And after that comes real love. The real deep love is not a stage. If you work through the power struggle stage with everybody, which everybody needs to work through, you get to that deep love that that you wouldn't leave. And I'd like to read a poem I wrote um, dedicated to people who come to our workshops. It's called Stages of Relationships. Interesting drama. First act, romance. Second act, power struggle. Third act is love. Don't leave before the last act. Will you travel to another theater for the first two acts and then leave again?
0: Natalie, that's beautiful and a a very fitting way to to remind people to come to this workshop, Play Shop, on April 28th. Uh, If they want to register...
3: Yes, they can call us. Our number is 573-0097, 573-0097. Or they can call Unity Church, which is 242-9327, 242-9327. And um, we'll be glad to answer any questions or tell them about it. Uh, It's an all-day workshop. It's at Unity Church on High Street in Wailuku, and uh, call us up and we'll be glad to talk to you about it.
1: So, you already have, you just have a three couples opening. You've already got seven right. couples. Yes, so, right. yeah. this will close. And you can go online too, Unity on Maui. If you've got those phone numbers, you're driving. A lot of people listening are driving down the road. We don't want you to take the pencil out. No. We want you to keep looking at the road. And the whales are gone now. Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> but uh, call Unity on, we're in the phone book or go online, unityonmaui.org. And you'll get all the information. Um, and it's just a wonderful... People that take it have such a good time. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I really uh, appreciate about you is you, you've been together over 20 years. You yes. got both have families. They come and visit. You guys have blended your families. You've found mm-hmm. a way around that. They're unique. Every one of them's beautiful. You've gone through some deep losses deep deep grief you've built this wonderful relationship and i just love always being around you because it's always oh, fun john and natalie much. tyler you,
3: yes. now you have a book too yes our book is called happily married forever putting love first making love last
1: putting love first making love last that's a great line thank i always you. love that thank you um gosh it's so great um do you want to stay and talk with barbara Marks hubbard with us or do yeah, you need to get let's off have to a, can we
2: have an ending would you? Yeah, okay. I have Would a poem
3: that I wrote for Natalie yeah. a long time ago, power. and I okay. still feel the All same right. way. It's very, very brief and to the point. It's called "Mirrors." Breath of my breath, skin of my skin, vision of my vision. I love the you beneath the you beneath the you. Heart of my heart, soul of my soul, for my own good, I love you.
2: Oh.
1: I've never on the radio oh. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all felt that. You know, when you're in the room with them, you feel it. And Jim mm-hmm. will go home and you and Molly, Jim is getting married in September. They I'll come it. up with a poem like,
0: Roses are Red. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to work on that, John. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> Molly will write one for
0: you. She, she's a good poet.
1: Yeah, she's quite a, uh, mm. quite a perfect match for you. Well, if you'll stay, we'll be talking All with right. Barbara Marks Hubbard, a great futurist. But before we take our break, Jim, I want to talk about our one of our sponsors, Myrna Stone, but this real estate Maui style. I've been reading it. You know, whenever I put a, uh, a magazine or something in my bathroom, and my bathtub, mm-hmm. I read it. It means bathtub, I'm going over it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing. It means I'm really reading. it. But I have been going back over this because it's got several interesting things in it this week. But what I found most uh, encouraging was Hawaii, 2005, charting a course for wise. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, 2050, charting a course for Hawaii's sustainable future, and, and uh, conversations uh, about improving education, protecting the Ina. Um, how do we put in the infrastructure and still maintain this amazing aloha? Um, just uh, w- how do we preserve this incredible culture? And, and there's a questionnaire. Yes, and it's the a survey. profound questionnaire. And the way they did it was so amazing because one of the pages is all green with the aina, and the, and then the next page is the water. You know, I mean, it just it's it just makes you mm-hmm. so conscious and so aware of how sacred and blessed it is. You know, we were talking last night, we had our David Hawkins class, which we have every Monday night, and everyone's welcome to come at 645. We listen to David Hawkins. But, you know, as we were looking at everything being consciousness, we were so aware that we are an anomaly. On the planet, I mean the the beauty, the ease you know everybody in that class had had a wonderful dinner, everybody had the breeze coming through, we had the time to explore our spiritual growth, mm-hmm. um, I- you know people had parents dying, all the things that happened, but there was such a love and such an awareness. how many people on the planet, six plus billion, ever get to experience that much peace, ease, calm doves were cooing, Breeze was going, and then Mm -hmm. this great mind, David Hawkins, but it could be anything. We are so blessed. blessed. And for for us not to, I mean it's not about going backwards, it's about really being grateful for what we have and working together in the in the tradition of the Native Americans that say, you know, to plan everything to the seventh generation, right. to think of every road you put in, every sewer, every development, to pause and say, okay, well, how does that impact us seven generations out? Right. And um, we are blessed by aloha and blessed by
0: this So culture. make sure you pick up a copy yeah. of the magazine, yes. Real Estate Maui uh, Style. It is a really a fascinating article. So
1: let's hear from uh, Trish Morris, and we'll be right back.
0: Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. <music>
4: There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874 8800. That's 874 8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company.
0: And now, back to Conversations with Friends. So, well, our we- next guest, who we're going to be getting on the line, is Barbara Marks Hubbard, and she has a new book. Tell us.
1: Well, the book is Emergence, and uh, we'll be starting our home circles this week, Jim. But I want to let everybody know this Sunday only, mm-hmm. April 29th, we will be meeting at the McCoy Theater at the Maui Arts and Community Center. Uh-huh. But the McCoy Theater is right there. It's a beautiful state-of-the-art theater. We've got uh, beautiful rooms for the children and beautiful grass. And it's this just going to be lovely. Home, right? regular yeah. time? Regular time, 10 o'clock, and just amazing, amazing, wonderful, just going to be a blessed Sunday. And... Um, the books home circle start on emergence and we'll be and so we're just looking forward to that and uh, also this saturday john and Natalie tyler's play shop that we've been talking about and um, we're going to be talking with barbara marx hubbard because she's here and i think uh might be on the road but i'm not sure do we Bar- have
0: barbara are you with us
1: i'm with you hi
0: barbara jim Jacobson, of course mary Ownwake. welcome to conversations with friends
1: Thank you. Thank you. And we have two uh, of your fans here, John and Nellie Tyler, psychologists, who are doing a play shop. Um,
2: They're just relationship experts, Barbara. Barbara, I took a workshop with you in Toronto many, many years ago. Oh, really? Yes, and you were running for president. At least we told you to (laughs) run for president as a futurist.
5: Oh, that's right. That was way back in 1984. Yes.
2: I've never forgotten it.
5: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know. Well, we're veterans now. We're just, we're keeping going as the system is catching up with us now.
1: Right. Well, we're delighted to have you on today, Barbara, because um, we start using your book, Emergence, The Shift from Ego to Essence in Our Home Circles, this Sunday. And oh, good. and we have um, circles all around the island, and we do a, a very simple version of your resonance groups where people just drop into their heart and and just love each other. and then from that place, they begin to discuss the ideas that you mm-hmm. are so clear in this book. It's so helpful about the transformation that we go through both as individuals. And I love that you've added the community component and the activist component. Because uh, mm-hmm. for people like John and Natalie, they've m- marched with Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and they've just been real activists in the world. And yes. uh, they're always uh, saying, oh, Mary, you just picked those spiritual books, spiritual, <laughs> spiritual, you know. <laughs> so I went out and I said, well, I got one that's spiritual and an activist. This is, so, oh, is going to oh, be a favorite book. Well, Thank you, I, Mary. I, I can hardly <laughs> wait to
5: read it. I'm delighted that you're doing this, Mary.
1: Well, we are, and, and Barbara, now you started a kind of interesting, intentional community. I mean, you don't all live together, but you're there in Santa Barbara, and you took some of these principles of your own transformation and brought them into actual a uh, community. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked and all the growing pains or growing opportunities? I shouldn't say pains.
5: Yes. Well, <laughs> it, it started in 1998 when I was living in Marin, and I realized that I was a I was really preaching a very good story about a positive future, but I myself was driven and always felt behind and didn't have, didn't, couldn't get everything done, and I realized there's something missing here. So I stopped, and I took some deep meditation time every day from 6 to 9 for several months, just silent, and I came up with a very key new meditation, area, which was to put my attention on the experience of receiving that deeper guidance on the experience of the essential self that is the higher self the god self and that and i used to write my journal a lot so i had many many insights from that higher self But, but what i realized is i would take an insight then i would separate from that feeling of the insight and go out and do the thing so this time i didn't worry about the content but just the feeling And it was a vibrational field of love, wholeness, oneness, and a deep sense of peace that came over me, and I realized that that essential self is a vibrational field, and it literally sinks in and gives, opened my heart, stopped my solar plexus from feeling stressed, and gradually, my local selves, my personality, egoic self, fell in love with that internal experience of the divine and I realized that it all along had been me it it was not Jesus Christ it was not uh, you know some disembodied master it was actually the extended divine self and I call this the incarnation of self gradually came in and while I was going through this I had given a talk in Santa Barbara California and I'd asked after, a, after that lecture, what would happen if this community realized its potential for self and social evolution as a community? And in the audience, at least half the audience raised their hand that they would like to do this. Mm. So, to make a long story short, they uh, invited me back there. I did a teaching. And then I started a group where I was sharing this emergence process that is now happening. I mean, I shared the process that is now written in the book. And what I discovered was all the people who were attracted to conscious evolution were emerging humans, evolving humans. We call it young universal humans. So I had a chance of being in a field of great resonance, and I decided to move to Santa Barbara. Instead of just being a lecturer or giving a workshop, I was actually going to live with the people I was working with and that was the big shift so people started to map and track their own stages of shifting from ego to essence stage of asking essence to take dominion stage of realizing that you are that and you can resonate in small circles and deepen your sense by reflecting it back to each other through resounding or resonance. As all of this began to happen, I realized I was living within a group of people, not as a workshop leader or a a lecturer, but as a co-creator. And that was a major shift. And then I invited people, and I think, Mary, this is really an interesting thing to do. You know, this, this evolutionary spiral, and then comes the... Our Turn on the Spiral is structured like a wheel. It's an ever-turning wheel of what's working, what's emerging, what's creative. I ran for vice president on this idea. So what I did was ask people to form core groups in various sectors of the wheel, health, education, economics, spirituality, and meet in small, resonant cores based on their vision to create, based, based on what their life purpose is.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and that sounds so wonderful! Yeah. And Barbara, we're
1: ga- we're going to use that in kind of a we're doing a huge visioning for our church in a month, and we're going to use your theme, uh, like just focused around the church. Like, where's your passion? In the church, youth and family ministry, s- adult spiritual education, wonderful gardening, maintaining green. You know, ecology is huge, and so just around the spiritual community, we're going to use that same energy with the visioning process. So, thanks, you yeah. just keep and then inspiring when they
5: us. Talk Mary, when they form the core groups around their vision, you also um, find that the resonance deepens their experience of their own essential selves. Yes. And something started to happen there more than just doing the projects, was deepening the experience of unconditional love, non-judgment, safety, and things like that, and we we were aware that part of the so-called work in the world was how to collectively shift your consciousness as 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 members of a community, because the projects alone don't carry the whole way unless you you are personally transformed. Of course, in your church community, you already have this going, and in a sort of modified syncon or synergistic conversions the ideal thing is every now and then you convert, convene all these resident cores and ask them to share their goals, needs and resources and it could be in the work they're doing in the church and then look for common goals and match needs with resources then you start to move into social synergy
1: you know this is so such You know, go ahead Go ahead. Well, John and Natalie are doing this workshop, and they have between couples this same kind of dialogue going on, yes. sharing mm-hmm. needs, requests, and what did you say? Um, resources. Right. And now you're talking about taking it to a community yes? and finding out there's uh, so much there. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. But I was thinking of the synergy of this, that they were just sharing it very intimately, and then as you say it, wow.
0: And yeah. Barbara, you also apply this to businesses as well. Yes.
5: You can apply it to any group. We did a lot of conferences called Syncons, and I did them several years ago, and uh, we could do them in any group of people, where you look at all the stakeholders are seen as part of that wheel, and then in, in the more elaborate Syncons, we would have growing-edge people like the biological revolution, the space scientists, the uh, physicists, the psychologies of growth who may not be engaged in the immediate situation and we asked them to come together and give people a sense of the emerging potential of the whole system and then when we 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 literally took down walls between sectors symbolically they were like sectors of a living system where when the walls came down the people met as a whole and people uh, reviewed their goals needs and resources in the light of the potential of the whole system Mm -hmm. I really believe that we had um, Stumbled onto an early phase of synergistic democracy. And that now, somehow, as the structures of the world are revealing their flaws, whether it be academic institutions, nation states, global corporations, even certain forms of organized religions, we see that people are yearning for synergistic, co creative structure.
0: And and what are you doing to to get it out to the masses? One of the you have a a wonderful blurb in the beginning of the book from a friend of mine, Paul Ray, who did some cutting edge work in terms of describing what we'll call the cultural creatives and saying that I think about twenty six percent of Americans fit into this uh, demographic. But yes. what what are you doing to expand this so that more people are aware of this type of work? Well, you know
5: th- this this has always been a challenge for me. I've written some books on it. I, I have a DVD out called uh, Humanity Ascending, Our Story. It's only the first one, and now I'm doing one on vision of a universal humanity. And then I'm going to do one on the next level of democracy. Yeah. And I'm going to put all of this in. And uh, the marketing of these ideas has never been a strong point with me. <laughs> I think they've been a little bit ahead of their time, or I'm not a good marketer myself. So I've been...
0: You should come to our class Dropping these seeds
5: and we see how they go.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's what's, I mean, what I've always been struck with, Barbara, is how profound and how deep and how resonant um, uh, what you write is and, and, and when your lectures are. And I'm just, you know, interested to see how to, how to help get that message out to a broader group uh, yeah, to maybe that, dump really, dumb it down. I, I, I don't want to say can that. Find
5: a, yes, I think that some real deep sense my time has just come.
0: Your time has come. Oh,
2: yes, it has come. <laughs> we're, just
0: get, we're getting smarter. We don't need to dumb it down anymore. No.
5: <laughs> That's right. You don't need to dumb it down. And there's enough of a crisis to all the, so, the existing social systems for us to be called out by the culture itself.
1: And you know, Barbara, I'll never forget way back when I first started my ministry, and you were one of the people that we brought to Unity of Overland Park, Kansas, and we built our ministry around you and uh, Gary Zukop and Jean Houston because you were in the leading edge, the three of you. And that ministry grew to two thousand people in f- six years, thanks to some of the things that you taught me. And I was so new, and and I said, "How do you do a Resonance core group?" And you said, "Just," have them. Uh, and you <laughs> said, "Just have them drop into their heart and speak from their Christ self." And do you know, from that day forth. We had 250 women at a women's retreat, and we just had candles. And I said, okay, now everybody just take a breath, drop into your heart, and look at the person that you don't know right across from you, and talk to them at Christ to Christ. And do you know that room lit up? The love flowed. Th- there was a vibrational shift. There was no ohms. There was no chanting. There was no just people knew how to do it they just were able to do it and that blew my mind what you're talking about is possible now
2: it, oh barbara it's i can hardly i can hardly wait till we have the book discussion we're going to meet every week for 8 weeks oh <coughs> and-
5: this is wonderful oh i Mary. can hardly wait <laughs> i want you to let me know how it goes will you
2: yes i will and and I do remember now you were running for vice president, not president. vice president. <laughs> you were the first the first
4: woman's <laughs> name
1: who was put in for nomination, and your yeah. theme was a peace room. <laughs> and now with the internet, did you ever believe that it could be done virtual, that it could be set up and and be global and have everyone involved? I mean, you know, it's, it's such a great idea that just the focus and two percent focused on peace. If we well, you know,
5: Mary. Um, there's De- Dennis Chisina's Department of Peace, yes. and right. the people mm. who've been working for that have now formed a foundation called the Peace Alliance Foundation, mm-hmm. a 501c3, yeah. and they have come to me and said they want to actually build a peace room.
1: There you go. All right.
5: Because, you see, the Department of Peace is going to take legislation and has to fit into the old structure of government. Yeah. However, the peace room is something we can do at every single level like you can have a peace room in Maui there, and you you know when you do your circle with all the different sectors. Yes. Another question to ask everybody is what's working in that in that
1: field. What's working now? Focus on That's that. That's good. Wow. And then
5: you put, you know if anybody wanted to have a local peace room, it would be the sectors of the wheel finding what's working, and connecting them as part of social synergy and.
1: Co-creativity. Well, what what can we do to get you to come to Maui? You know, g- great weather year round. I know Santa Barbara's nice, but Maui's um, magical. Even
5: warmer. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I don't think it would take too much to persuade. Me well, to come I called to your Maui.
1: staff, and they said you were booked. But Bar- Barbara, are you driving down the freeway talking to us? Are yeah, you? I'm
5: sorry to say, I am. Well, I, oh. just, I thank you. Isn't? Is I'm, I'm not driving myself.
1: No, and we're no, grateful no, for no, that. No, no, woman
5: is driving, but it is a little. Normal because I can hear the, the the road. No, but I'm not doing my first. I'm not driving. You are <laughs>
1: so great. Bar- we're just uh, running out of time conversations with friends, but this is Barbara Marks Hubbard, and a book that you'll want to get is um, Our Crisis is a Birth. Isn't it? Our Crisis what? is a Birth. Is that still available? That book is so powerful. Is it Revelation? Our Crisis is a Birth that just changed my life. Do you remember that book? You brought so many through. But this new one is Emergence. Yeah. I know, but Barbara's been leading the way all the way along.
0: (laughs) I think we lost her. But anyway, Barbara, thanks for being with us. And this has been a wonderful show. We want to remind everyone to to come to Natalie and John's workshop. And... And this Sunday, we're going to be meeting at, at the McCoy, the McCoy Theater. Theater at the Maori Arts and Cultural May
1: Center. May 3rd, uh, we have a workshop on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. On May 5th, we've got Jim Jacobson's Congruent Marketing. I that hear already he's, has.
3: I hear he's, uh, he's amazing. He's, amazing.
1: <laughs> wow, well, he's sure good looking. I'm sorry this isn't TV. <laughs> but this is Jim Jacobson, and, and everybody that took his workshop thought it was amazing. This has been a marvelous morning. We thank you, it and thank you for being here. And thank you, and you, Mary. John and Natalie are going to the beach, and... <laughs> I'm, yes. a, I'm <laughs> We're going on. Uh, the peace train last week was phenomenal. I'll tell you more about it. We'll be doing interviews with Arun Gandhi and a lot of great souls, and uh, we're just delighted to be here. Uh, what do you want to say, Jim?
0: Well, I just I just was so touched, you know, when, when Barbara was talking about how she has these cutting-edge ideas and just wants to bring them out to the world, and... Uh, I think we are getting smarter. I really think we are getting smarter, and people are more open and receptive to these concepts than ever before.
1: Well, I think that until I try to do my iPod and my computer (laughs) and all of that, but I'm so glad for the young ones coming up.
3: I think people are getting emotionally smarter. That's it, and technically smarter.
1: And and, and it's jump time. It's not gonna be uh, incremental, it's jump time. But we've all been working, we've been preparing for lifetimes. So make it a beautiful day. You have uh, something in your heart to give give it with love and um, big aloha to everybody.
0: Join us this Sunday at the McCoy Theater at the Maui Arts and Cultural Center.
1: 10 o'clock.
2: And then following Saturday the
0: 28th. I'm James Jacobson.